following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star community radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, good morning. It's still morning, that's right. We're, we're late, but better late than ever. Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Dick is oddly silent because he's working the board right now. Yeah. He, he gave me the opening to the show. I'm just so I'm just so happy. Yeah. Uh, boy, Angie's already uh, tuning in. Thanks so much, dear. Appreciate you doing that. Yes. So we are starting late, but we're going to make up for it with an awesome guest. Yeah. Coming in at ten o'clock, we've got Chaz Von Graves. Could what be Graves. I know, right? Like Chaz Von Frankenstein. Um, and I'm going to cough. Hold on a second. Well, I do want to let listeners we know we are having internet issues today, so we're, our stream will be going in and out, in and out, so I apologize. I think it's, they're really going hardcore. Oh, um, uh, building over to building the Building right next door to us. But Jasmine Graves is with The Adventure Begins. It's a uh, comic, collectible, and more shop in the Conroe Woodlands area, uh, right there on 1488. Yeah. Awesome. I've been there. Met the guys before. They they do good stuff. So Chad's gonna come in, and you know we can talk about all things Marvel, DC comics, collectibles. Yeah, the, uh, DC fandom was on Saturday. Yeah, that did was, you watch it? I did not, but I I saw on um uh, uh Facebook they yeah. had like trailers for it. Yeah, they released several new trailers, which was cool. Uh, the TV version because we're talking about Doom Patrol last week. They moved it to September, like the end of September. So I guess it really wasn't DC fandom day. Uh, if you don't have all the stuff being announced, I think it was just too much. But uh, the movie side, they did a bunch of announcements. They they did a teaser for the new Batman, which I saw the, ba- uh, the Batman, which they did confirm that it's New Earth. So I don't know what that means. Well, there's a comic book like there is that an alternate reality one. Pretty much. Well, no, it's just they call it the New Earth, or it's just like a newer version of Batman. That's just, basically could just retell the story without like creating some plot that everyone's going in dimensions and stuff like that it's just getting hey it's this new earth do you think that and and well we can talk about this at 10 when Chaz comes in but perhaps is this because we've got robert pattinson's batman and that's yeah. all the trailer and i want to talk about and it, it looks good i have hope and i'm, I'm gonna leave that hanging there but and at least I'm, he didn't have that silly uh batman voice i'm batman you know he's like yeah, batman where is he? I'd love to be the the casting director for all the guys. You know, just say the line, I'm Batman, because you got Michael Keaton, I'm Batman. Then you got Christian Bale, I'm Batman. And then you got Robert Pattinson, Vengeance. 
He didn't even yeah. say well, Batman. Well, the, the backstory is it's two years after he became Batman. Mm-hmm. So he's t- second year in. Because so didn't they originally want to do Batman year one and it f- kind of fell through? Well, I think what they're doing is they finally they finally go, hey, we have a great we have great source material, but we don't really need to have you know plan A, B, and C scheduled for the next 25 years. They like the main producer. We'll just make it up as we well, go. Well, the main along. producer goes. We're, we're what we're looking at is the best content. So if someone approaches us with a script that we think would be a great story, and it's another Batman, we'll retell Batman again if it's a great story. Gotcha. And because I you're like, gonna have to explain how you can have Ben Affleck Batman in the yeah, Flash movie and, and Robert Pattinson Batman. Yeah, the and, Batman. I, and I think it's all right. I think to me, I is more more comic book stuff is good by me because I think comic books are a lot of fun. And uh, allows creative people to be a little bit more creative because they get to do some things that uh, mainstream people kind of like you know thirty years ago no one would have cared because mm-hmm. they it's like oh it's fantasy and it's all fake and but now everyone's well, no, like bear in mind thirty years ago was Michael Keaton Batman yeah but I mean like that that was a special movie for that time because if you think about it as a superhero movie. It really, I mean, it, it it reminded me of a carnival ride, like a high end carnival ride. Yeah, and it was not part that the Tim Burton Batman, Batman's, the the first two yeah. had n- nothing to do, and, and I, I don't want to get too deep in this because we'll yeah, oh, that's right, we're going to talk to. Oh, he's going to be here pretty soon. Yeah, he'll be here soon enough. But it didn't feel like it was the the first time you get a whiff of the the uh, extended universe was I think in Batman Three with Val Kilmer where he says, oh. So and so is halfway to Metropolis by now, yeah. and we laughed in the cinema because it was like the first time in all these movies that it even acknowledged. Oh yeah, that's right. I forget this is this, Superman is in this universe. Well, one thing I liked what they did with the DC Phantom. I don't know if you if if you looked at it, uh, they have a website for it, but they talked about comics too. So they were talking about the new comics that are coming out. One of their big releases is the they're really focusing on Batman Beyond. The, mm-hmm. That that With stuff. Terry McGinnis. Yeah. Right? I, so they're I redoing. They're redoing uh, more. They're doing more comics for Batman Beyond, which to me tells me they're going to do a Batman Beyond movie probably in the there's, next ten years. Oh no, there's already rumors that Michael Keaton is showing up in this. Movie. No, no, he was in. Um, Michael Keaton's going to be uh, in the Flash. Okay, but could he be old? Yeah, he's going to be. It's going to be 1988, the year 1988, and it's going to be that Batman, and the Flash is going to be in it, either through like some weird plot. Where he's going through dimensions and stuff like that. Interesting. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, so, okay, more comic book talk at 10. Let's get some other stuff out of the way. How was your weekend, my friend? It was good. Uh, Bayern Munich watched the final. Uh, oh, wait, say that again? Bayern Munich? Bayern Munich, a soccer team. They played in the final against Paris. Are they Welsh? Uh, Bayern Munich? No, no, they're Bavarian. Bavarian. Uh, and it was a good final. It was fun. Holly and I watched it. Um and no, you're, you're I drank some a issues too finding much. an English version of this, right? Yeah. So, but in Spanish, all I do is say "goal." So, well, what what do you need? Really, what I, I you know, you're you're right, you're right on that because all that was available was uh, Telemundo's version of the show of the of the game, and I was like, you know what, I, I guess I'll be all right with it. But luckily for me, I had you, and CBS is really shifty on this stuff, so you had to get CBS all access to watch the game. I was like, this is like. This is ridiculous. Like, we have TV. We should be able to watch this. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, you had CBS All Access because you're a sucker for the stupid Star Trek, the new Star Trek. And I'm thankful for your suckerness. And uh, Actually, now I'm, I'm kind of holding on to it because there was uh, there were two shows. Uh, my network viewing has really shrunk down. There's just not a lot out there 
in the in the current seasons, yeah. 2019, 2020. That, but there were two. Uh, the, the, both happened to be CBS. One was called The Unicorn, and it had Walter Goggins. Who, oh, you're talking about old shows. No, 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 no. no. These are they're they're being renewed for you know as soon as COVID's oh, over. Oh, interesting. Back. The Unicorn was a, a half hour. How do you find these programs? Man? Dramedy. I, I keep tuned into the upfronts. That's is that you like know? a magazine or something? No, the upfronts are when each. Network, they have a big conference and they talk about it. Oh, you know, yeah. Kind of like DC fandom. <clears throat> exactly. I get you. Well, um, I, the game, I also saw my grandmother who moved. She's moving. They're moving out of... Uh, Where Where's she going? She's going 10 blocks down the road <clears throat> uh, to a... I wouldn't call it... I guess it's... I, I was asking Holly this. Like, like, is it technically an old folks home? Because... <clears throat> well, because like... It's 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 a brand new building, mm-hmm. and I it, I got big shining vibes going walking in with her because no one was there, and they had that elevator music in all the hallways. Play with a play and with like, us, Granny. No, really, like, and you can hear doors shut. Like Danny's like, Granny. Yeah, like you hear doors shut all the way down the like hall. You're like, who is that? What's going on? And I was like, this is the this place is wild. The carpet pattern, and it's yeah, it's brand new, shiny, looks very nice. Uh, but she she couldn't handle the house by herself. Oh, I thought you were saying The Shining. Like, it reminded you of The Shining. The movie. No, it, it did. did. Oh, okay. Like, we're walking through the hallways, and, like, everything is empty. And, like, the dining room empty. Is it empty? The bar room empty. The library empty. Like, Are we're, you sure they're empty? That's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, this is so creepy. I was telling Holly that. <laughs> and, because uh, no one was there. We didn't see anyone. I was like, I go, Muzzy, are you the only one in this entire building? Because I don't even see staff. I don't see anybody. The only person we saw at the very front was the nice lady who like checked our temperature and stuff. That was it. That was the only people we saw throughout the whole visit. Please tell me it was a forehead thing. And well, yeah, it was like a gun. Just, just. Um, but uh, yeah, so she they finally moved her. She's moving out. I helped move some furniture. I set up her stereo equipment for her so she can her listen hi-fi to, listen listen to her uh, Patsy Cline if she wanted to listen. Oh, I love and Patsy then she Klein. immediately goes, "Oh, I have a neighbor now. I gotta be careful how loud I put." I'm like, "Screw it, no one's here." And I was like. Crank it to 11. But, uh... Oh, Dick, this is what kind of... I'll show you a picture, actually. Yeah, while you do that, let me just kind of grouse about this. There is, not too far from here, a, quote, senior uh, living center. You know, it's apartment complex for seniors. Yeah. And as of July 10th of this year, I qualified for that. It's ages 55 and up. And that just... That was a particular gut punch to realize that I can now be officially glumped in. To that, that's old her, people. That's her balcony. Holy cow. That's beautiful. Show, show it on camera here, that's, man. That's her balcony overlooking Houston. Yeah, here's the creepy stuff. Like, so there's the <laughs> library that no one was in. Yeah, Bert, Bert just nailed it. Red rum. Yeah, there's the library. Red nobody, rum. Nobody was in. And uh, they had, well, my favorite, well, probably my favorite thing was this. They have a dude room. A, d- a dude? Yeah, I like so the they had room. a ladies card room. It said ladies card room on it. And I was like, oh, where do the guys go? Well, I, we found this room, and you know it was the dude room because it has one of those, uh, it has a shuffleboard or like the tabletop shuffleboard, mm-hmm. a pool table, a card table, and a golfing thing. But most importantly, right, pole. right outside the door is an ATM. <laughs> so you know there's some there's some bros hanging out there with gambling Here's habits. Some poker chips. Throwing man. it down. And I was like, I can't believe they have an ATM outside this. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, but yeah, she seemed comfortable in it, and that was really nice. So, uh, we got to say goodbye to the old house. She's selling it. They've they've lived in that house since I think like 1970 something. You and the wife should snap that one up, so you can get the friends and uh, family discount. No, it is uh, really expensive. So, 
Yeah, they're they're. Uh, you don't get the friends and family discount. Well, I mean, it, it, they were one of the first houses in Tanglewood, and so I can't imagine what the value is of just being there. Hey, Grandma, have you played that? Does Batcher Bay? What color? Your eyes are green, aren't they? Green or brown? What are they? They're blue. Are they? Yeah, they're blue. Um, okay, you didn't deep sea blue. Ba- the, the, like like the skies after a storm. Yeah. You didn't bat them at Grandma, going no. Grandma. I don't want to. I mean, I'll I'd, be, I'd be tied to live that house, but I mean. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Though. I was. It, I'm but, glad you were able. Well, to do Well, I was asking about the old folks saying because it, this thing I think is, I want to say like, thirty five or forty stories, I think or yeah, forty to fifty stories. And she was like, yeah, the second floor is the memory care unit, and then third floor is like intensive or like actual assisted living, mm-hmm. but then the rest are like. There's a place called the Village in the Woodlands, which yeah, is pretty much the same way. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I asked Holly, I was like, "So is this an old folks' home or not? Like, I can't live here. You got to be a certain age, right?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "What well, is this like? What would you call this place? Because it's one of the. It's really strange. I mean, tell, it was really weird being there because it seemed like too much fun because there's so much stuff to do. And uh, the whole idea of like the second floor, I go, "Do you think they like secure that floor like hardcore?" Like, because you gotta, you gotta think. You're wandering. The elevator just bypasses. Well, so, well, think about it. Like, you're having lunch, and like this person walks in. Is like, is this one of those memory care people? I'm like, a little, a little off. And uh, you know. Well, the Whitland says this place called the Conservatory, which unfortunately, when COVID first started spreading, uh, the first 19 deaths in Montgomery County happened in that one building. Yeah. But I had toured that a couple of years beforehand with my when my folks were moving down and, and well, see those places. And though, that place had a freaking four star restaurant and a grand yeah. staircase and a movie theater and a ballroom. Well, they will barber shop they, salon. They wouldn't let us eat there because of COVID. We could get it ordered to the room. Uh huh. But when COVID's over, we're allowed to participate with her. Like you know, we we could go to the dude room, bet some money with my grandma. You know, we could do some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they basically it sounded like everything was off limits. As as rightfully so, because as they, New York shows, you know, it's crazy. Is they even have hotel rooms there? I believe it. You want families and to it's come cheap. in? Yeah, it's like hundred bucks. Yeah. I was like, man, imagine because I think the location is right by Second Baptist. There's that, but also you get the families coming in to visit grandma yeah. and grandpa. Well, know. I mean, that's just cheap living right there. If you're trying to find a hotel in that area, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but no, it was a, it was one of my first experiences visiting an older folks' home, so it was really nice because I interviewed we uh, I think we did like several years ago, and he, they basically said we could be there if we paid if we paid up front, we could live there. I. Th- I've got a vague memory. It's yeah. like one of our early days. Because I was like, I was really, I, I like the idea of someone doing my laundry. And I was like, that's worth <laughs> every penny of it. And Isn't like, that why you got married? And they turned down your sheets and stuff. Is that the is that the correct term? What? Turn, turn down your sheets? Yeah. Is that the, like they turn it down? Like they. No, are you talking about turning down in? your sheets or are you talking about turning down your sheets? I don't know. They tuck it in though. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's turning that, down the bed means, you know, getting it ready for you to crawl in bed. Yeah. So they do that there. And I was like, it's totally worth it. That's the way I want to live the rest of my life is where I don't have to do that. Right. Uh, but yeah, I I think it's in, it was interesting to see her, and it's it's one of those weird moments when you're walking through the house, and you're like, oh, I'm not gonna be, I'm not allowed to come here anymore. I'm like this is gonna be weird. Yeah, I don't handle change well. No, I'm not. I was not. I told Holly, I was like, this is sucks. This is stupid. Can we just get out of here? Like, mm-hmm. I, and, I I feel you on that, brother. 
Yeah. Hey, but you know, Chaz Von Graves, or could it be Von Graves? I'm excited about having it, having him in. Yeah, the DC we're, fandom. We're was... gonna keep it light today. Um, nothing political. I don't think you know wackiness is happening. Yeah. So RNC it's... is going on starting tonight over the next few days, and that's about it. Is there a subscription that you got to pay, like CBS All Access, to watch it? Nah. Because nah. that's to me that's a total RNC move. <laughs> yeah, those it's like premium damn capital 180 bucks trying to make a profit. I, you it. know, what was strange is when we came home on Sunday, we found some uh doorknob mail with the Donald Trump talking about the worst people are going to be taking over the government if he loses. I, I saved it, I should bring it in. It looks really funny. Well, you just know Eric Yollick's going to steal it. Yeah, I went there. Well, no, he he's. He's one of those Earth people where he wants to save. I know save he's, the he's Earth. saving it. Oh. Okay, I couldn't help myself. Coming back, <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to Skippy. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning. Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. God's Garage is a 501c3 that repairs and gives away cars for free to single moms, widows, and wives of deployed military. You can help God's Garage by donating a vehicle, volunteering your time, or by monetary donation. God's Garage is located at 2106 East Davis, Conroe. If you'd like to learn more about God's Garage, visit our website at godsgarage.org. Or you can contact us, and we would be glad to come and make a presentation to your group. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. You are listening to the Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, we're back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings, 9.59 on the dot. Hey, Dick. Hey. There's a storm coming. Cool. 
Dang it, you, what, you will never do it right. You will never do what's, it right. I know? Is that, I know. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So well, actually, do we know? Because every time I check the weather, they push it back a day. This thing like meanders it. more than the DNC so. platform. Oh, there we go. I had to put it in there. <laughs> well, I mean, like, think about it. They said their storm was supposed to be your... Well, t- they're like crisscrossing. I go yeah. to bed, and it's Laura coming our way, and I wake up, it's Marco, and then, you know... These, these two hurricanes are doing the tango of love. What about the five ty- typhoons in uh, Louisiana that happened? Like, last yeah, right? Week? Yeah, they're like five spouts just kind of popped up. Like, I mean, it happens, guys. I, I really think someone put this meme out there, and I'm, I'm giving it credence that, you know those movies where someone comes back in time to fix one thing, but they inadvertently, with the butterfly effect, cause something bad to happen? Okay. I think that's what's going on, that someone from the future is coming back to stop us and then murder hornets. So they got to come back again and get rid of the murder hornets, but they misgauge it so we get murder hornets for like a day, and then it's, gone, then it's water spouts, <laughs> and then it's two hurricanes. It sounds like you should write for. Uh, I should write a book for Marvel or <gasps> Wait something. Wait a minute. Yeah, what? are I you did. about to shamelessly plug a book that you're? He doesn't know. No, no, <laughs> yeah. Can you bring the mic a little closer to you? Yeah, shameless sure. self promotion is my middle name. Mine too, <laughs> brother. I know. So okay, who's the strange looking man sitting next to me? Strange Not Dick. Looking. It is. Chaz Von Graves, or could it be Von Graves? Von Graves. Von Graves, uh, Corey, yeah. you, you guys are going to have Corey on, uh, like, uh, on the Wednesday, 26th. Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, he calls me Chaz Von Graves. <laughs> like, Gravy. of course you would. But yeah. And Chaz is one of the uh, owner-managers. Is that the best way to phrase no, it? I'm, I'm, the, I'm a comic book guy over at The Adventure Begins. Okay. I host trivia all over the place, and I'm also the bass player for this uh, national or world-touring um uh, signed act, Rocket Queen. That's Rocket with two T's. I do everything. Wow. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I thought you just cosplays as a Silent Bob. I get that all the time. Yeah. It's funny, man. Like, I would go to conventions. People would stop me, and I'm like, oh, it's just because we just got off that tour, you know? And I'm like, cool. And then I slowly realized man, I was it's... at the wrong place, number one. And number two, I was like, come on, man. I'm like, <laughs> well, like, where's your trench coat? I'm like, I hate you. Well, that's what well, I love. you wearing a hockey jersey? I love about the comic book world is like everyone expects you to know every reference. Mm-hmm. But there's so much stuff. There's tons of it. And yeah, it's like I don't, I couldn't get over like when people are like, you don't know that? You don't know that anime movie? You don't know that comic? I'm like, no, man. I don't know everything. Yeah. And... So I know I know Kevin Smith. Uh, we actually co-own a company called Legion M. It's a multimedia company, mm-hmm. and uh, so I've met him through that. I was in Jane Silent Bob reboot, and um, oh, you're in it? Yeah, that's the, cool, man. The funny thing is, is this: I get an email saying uh, we want you in the movie, and blah 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 blah, and all this stuff. I'm like, great, and they're like, you can't wear your hat. Just make sure you're not wearing your hat, and you're totally fine. We'll put you in. So I go uh, to, to New Orleans. This hat? Yeah, my hat because I Cause that's too a, much like yeah. it. Yeah. So well, I go to New Orleans joke. and do this thing, and I had a line, but it was cut from the movie. But the funny thing is, the day of, they're filming the Jay and Silent Bob convention scene where everybody looks like Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> so I'm like, what? I could have just done that. <laughs> like, So you can see me for like two seconds in the movie. Yeah, I saw the awesome. reboot. Is it, it, one thing I like about Kevin Smith is if he ever gets outside of his head mm-hmm. and has a good time making a movie, the movie turns out all right. Yeah, it really He does. gets really into himself. I guess it's kind of like an ego thing. I don't know. I, I, but some movies are like, come on, man, just have fun with it. Go, yeah. get, For me, Smith is very hit miss. I think his magnum opus was Dogma. Well, that was nothing. That was well Dogma. done. It was. I thought it was. I read the because it took years for that to go from screenplay to finished. He's product. good. And he kind of leaked the screenplay. Am I am I hearing that right? Yeah. To, to get people interested. So I went to Drew Scriptorama and got the screenplay and read it. 
And I didn't really know anything about Jay and Silent Bob or anything, so I wasn't even picturing it. So when the film finally came out, I was I was really blown away by it. I thought it was nicely done. It's got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, one thing about working at the comic book shop, people who, who walk in and behind the counter, they do that double take. They're like, <laughs> I'm like, no. Makes sense to me, but maybe. We don't know. Well, uh, Celebrity t- face tell, impersonated. Tell the listeners and the viewers where you're located at and what like you what y'all sell. Do y'all... You know, because I know uh, my cousin's husband owned Asgard Games, mm-hmm. but then they left. He's he's working for uh, some tabletop gaming place in, in Oregon somewhere. Oh, right. On. But like, do you guys do that there, oh, or yeah. tons of stuff? We're in the new Marcel Shopping Center off of fourteen eighty eight. It's right next door to Tapped and uh, Citizens. What's Group. Tapped? Is that the... Tapped is like a a bar. Okay, a bar restaurant. Surprised I don't know that. Yeah, I, know, right. I mean it's right next door. I feel like you grab your right. booze. I know it and you don't. Yeah. That's well, fourteen eighty eight is like a black hole to me. Thing. I'm yeah, not I mean, gonna it's so lie. Long. I mean it's on it's on the front half, closer to forty five than anything. Okay. So in the front part, we've got comics, we've got manga, we've got trading cards, like sports cards are just going through the roof right now. Collectively, why is that? I think a lot of it had to do with obviously no sports. That's when we kind of saw the is spike. about to die. And then the incentives in these sports cards are ridiculous. They're actually numbering the cards. You get oh, autographs, so pieces of game worn yeah. jerseys. Wow. All of that jazz. So, you know, if you get a one in ten, you know, LeBron James, that's like a, a, a flecked Prisma color. That's cool. It's nine thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean I, I remember I used to collect baseball cards. Mm-hmm. And I like my goal was to get the like the nineteen ninety two Astros. Yeah. And they did a version that year where it was like away jerseys and home jerseys. So I was trying to get the whole team right. of both jerseys. And I yeah. finally did it. And then I forgot them in my shoebox that was in my treehouse and it rained. Yeah. And the roof blew off of it and it got all my cards wet. And I was mm. so depressed. Yeah, well, see, I mean, there are some cards from back in the day that are, are that are worth a lot of money. But with um, the sales just going through the roof, you're having those people who have those cards and they're great cards. They're like, what are you going to give me for these? I'm like, like nothing. We're not, they're worth nothing unless you got like a Ken Griffey 89, but not the 90. Um, if with you the guys, hat, without the hat, which yeah. one, guys? So, yeah. so my surviving garbage pill kid cards? No, but I'm a huge garbage pill kids fan. I held on to The too first long. series will actually go for uh, a little bit of change, but you're not looking. Well, like, you're not a pawn shop, are you? No, 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 not at all, not at all. Because I mean, that, I remember that was the big licensing thing with like, because there there used to be a trading card store on where I used to live in Spring, on Luetta, and it was right next to where I got my haircut, so like mm-hmm. I'd always go check it out. But they did sports memorabilia, yeah. And I remember learning like the way you can do stuff. You had to be considered a pawn shop. Oh right. Or, or no, not a pawn shop. What is it? I think it's a pawn shop. Consignment store. Well, because it's kind of like GameStop and stuff. They're technically a pawn shop on their license, yeah, on their yeah. on their lease or whatever. Oh, because, are they really? Yeah, because that's the only way they can uh, sell games and buy games and stuff right. like that. Hmm. And uh, they updated the law where like I couldn't if I were if you're under eighteen you can't sell a game there. Really? Yeah, because you have an adult with you to make the transaction. That's weird. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be kind of holding thing. We are not a pawn shop. Uh, we do buy things from time to time. We hardly ever do. People come in with all their comics, and I'll go through those and, yeah. you know, cherry pick if any are available. But everybody has that mindset of, I have 15 Death of Superman, so give me a million dollars. I'm like, dude, they made like 8 million of those. Would, would, you, would you say to those people it's better to do that online? Then, like, is I, I can understand going to you and mm-hmm. like, because you know you're knowledgeable, right? 
and that's where you kind of you kick it off. Like, oh, I have this comic. My mom gave it to me. I have yeah. no idea what it's worth. I don't mind doing that at all. Yeah. I, I like thumbing through people's old stuff and seeing what you got. And if you're willing to sell it and I want it, then obviously I make you a, f- a fair price. But, you know, I had a guy. It's one of those those uh, stories that you always hear, but you're like, man, I wish I was a part of that because this was what I, I would do. But I had a guy come in, this elderly gentleman. Um, and to give you a, an idea of how old he was, uh, he was calling funny books. Hey, I found these funny books. They just bought Wait, a piece of property. That's, that's, that's what, what I he, call yeah. them. Okay, he was like way older. But that was our guest, Chaz Von Graves. <laughs> He's a dime novel. You got the dime novel lingo. What else do you say? Okay, well, I, no, I'd buy a pulp novel at a five and dime. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. But uh, this guy comes in. Using they, my green stamps, my green shield stamps. <laughs> They just bought this piece of property. There's a barn. They find this thing of funny books. And he brings it in. And he was like, ah, there's, they've got 12 cents on the cover. And I just want to see if they're worth anything. The first one I pull out is so X-Men number one. Was really? Say, X-Men number one. I was like, oh, crap. Okay, cool. The next one, Fantastic Four number one. So I kind of slid it over to him. I was like, listen, I don't want to go through this anymore because the angel and devil pop yeah. up on my shoulder. No, goes, I can give you bucks. 50 bucks. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, of course, when you see that on TV, you're like, dude, I would just offer him 10 bucks and I would just be done with it. But then, uh, obviously, Conscious comes in, and um, I told him, I was like, don't take these anywhere else. Go to a, an auction house. And uh, from that, he told other people, and some people have been coming to me going, you know, he's a, he's a fair guy. He's an honest guy. So That's cool. We <clears throat> have a good reputation from what I understand. So that's yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, and that well, because those those to me are like your places like yours are fun to be at mm-hmm. because there's a lot going on, and it's you said you basically you have a front store selling things, and then you have what's what's the back store? Is this like the back part of the store yeah. is games and gaming tables, D and D, Magic, Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon. I yeah, mean, we've got tables set up with demo games. We'll teach you how to play the demo of the month or whatever, and then on the that's open games, cool. we'll have a whole section of demos where you come hang out on at the table. Play those or bring in your own board games and, um, you know, just hang so out. So you like, fun. so you can rent it kind of thing. How, how, what do I need to bring if I'm coming to play? Nothing. So just bring it, maybe bring some snacks or whatever and just come hang out. You, again, you could bring your own game or just choose one off of our demo shelf. Hang out. You don't know how to play it. We'll teach you how to play that okay. game. And, and, uh, and the, the, so the physical games, they're, they're still pretty hardcore. Cause I know, you know, as a parent, we're always saying, ah, you know, the kids don't take their noses out of their video games and stuff. So, but the, the the physical physical games are still pretty. Uh, oh, they're popular. very popular. It's nuts. Yeah, I didn't know that world until I met, like I said, uh, my cousin's cool. husband. I was like, this is actually like really interesting. All these people, yeah. and especially the painters. That's, yeah, we have a miniature Mondays, and people come in and paint stuff all day, yeah. which has been growing. One of my favorite things, and I'm on the comic book side, but uh, so Saturday nights is really our big night. I get to catch up on my comics because the comic side isn't so busy, but uh, people will come in and play the games. Families will come in, little kids are on their switches, mm-hmm. and then give it 10, 20, 25 minutes. They're like, what's this? What's this and then the switch there? goes to the side. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man. Nice. That's well, cool. I mean, because you have to create that atmosphere, because I know back in the day, there, we didn't really have places like that. Mm-hmm. So if we want to play Dawn of War or something, like we had to do our own table. But then when we started noticing that people were like, your place was hosting, you meet other people, and you, like, you, you actually like, you, uh, start some friendships that way. And then oh, yeah. it becomes in because I was I remember when D and D like first started and uh, or became popular again and we'd be at each you know a friend would host it and that's how we'd meet new kids because mm-hmm. there'd be like twenty kids 
that he knew or had heard about it, and then the next person be hosting it. Great socialization. So, you, you know. does your website have all that info, like what, oh, yeah. like unique events you're throwing and mm-hmm. stuff like that? So, you, yeah, the the websites, the adventure begins. I don't know if it has the TX on it or not, but if you just Google I put, the I put the website begins, in comics there. and games. You'll be able to find all that. Plus, yeah. we have a, a weekly show. It drops every Monday. It's called The Adventure Begins Show. Okay. It's also on Roku for me and for you, uh, YouTube and all that jazz. But uh, myself and the gaming manager, Jarek, co-host the show. We talk about that week's uh, events coming up, new comics. We'll do an unboxing of games. And then we do like skits to make it fun. As a matter of fact, uh, this man right here wrote one. <laughs> It was a Star Wars skit, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, doing the, the singing along with yeah, the... We yeah. Can, yeah, we do... A, it's called Counter Space. Does it have so Ewoks solo, in it? Yeah, it's, he's, he's really weird about those things. <laughs> what? No, Ewoks. no cameos for me. I'm yeah. not sure. He just wrote it. So he like, a, He's like a deep... He's a furry. I'm like, I'm convinced this guy's a furry. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Is that those guys that dress up like My Little <laughs> yeah. Pony? Those well, are bronies. Bronies! <laughs> okay, what's a furry? They just dress up in mascot... Stuff and they get really weird with each other. The only thing I dress up as anymore is Bilbo. Ra- Ralph Bakshi's Bilbo. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Shave this off. And, or I could keep it and be Evil Bilbo. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, Evil Bilbo. <laughs> well, my wife, uh, yesterday, she was looking at, you know, Renaissance Festival's announced their season. She's like, oh, we want to go. I want to dress up as, as, as something. We can need to dress up together. And I said, uh, okay, what do you want? She's like, I want to be. That that girl with the pointy ears from Lord of the Rings, and I realized I've divorced for less. I'm like, that, that, that's Erwin. Really? That's Erwin. You're, you're holding that. Like, I wouldn't care. Uh, you really care about that stuff? Well, I was like, that, that's Erwin. She's like, yeah, and you can be a, a boy elf. <laughs> and I'm like, you be a boy elf. <laughs> yeah, to. that I would be one of those. Is like the the really Rubenesque people that try to squeeze into chainmail bikinis. That's Dude, you should do that you, this year. Do it this do, year. Do a chainmail bikini instead. Yeah, okay, yeah do, do a chainmail thong. I'm just <laughs> my chainmail g-string. Yeah, yeah. No, if, if I'm gonna dress up as anything from you know the Tolkien universe, it would have to be you know Hobbit again. No, I think I told you I have a friend who's literally like twice my height, Larry Evans. He's like six foot twelve, and so one year to the Run Fest, we went as proportionally correct Bilbo and Gandalf, and like <laughs> won the costume contest. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Well, you know, I want to. I want to know. Are people buying comics today? Yeah. Yeah? Comics are, they've gotten really, really crazy. DC and Marvel have been doing this thing where it's like, first appearance, first cameo appearance. And I mean, they've always done that, but now it's it's more so. They're introducing more characters, and the covers have been just nuts. So, Do you think social media has a big play in that? Because like, I know when I was growing up, comics were like a weekly thing. So like you go on this day at the store because they got the new the new ver- like the volume two volume three volume four yeah so like, it's, it's still it's they, still they're, they're still doing that kind of stuff yeah every then, Wednesday drops a new comic book and okay. then you'll have like Spider Man which is like a bi monthly book so it comes out twice twice a month and uh, you know you have like these two covers right that that the store can get an A and a B and then you'll have all of these other places and stores paying all these great artists to do their variant cover. So a uh, one book can end up with like twenty five covers, and it's just nuts. And it's like this is the first official appearance of Joker's new girlfriend. It's like no, it's not. It's somewhere else. But it gets a little crazy. Yeah, yeah because there's a lot going on. It's, t- it's too much going on. So and you too- oh, can, can can I hop in on that aspect? Because you know, may have noticed I'm kind of old. <clears throat> Are and- you? I just just a hair. Wait, is this a back in my day a story? Back when I was your boy. Well, I'll go get coffee. And come he, back. Here's the thing: I started reading X Men with when I bought issue 100. All right. On. So you know, now unfortunately, I, I literally lost half my comic book collection in the flooding. 
because mm-hmm. they were in a plastic case, but it, two plastic cases, one of them cracked and they got drenched. Oh, yeah. To this day, I can't go through what I kept and what I, you know what saved and what lost because I mean I had like the giant Star Wars, yeah, you know that one. Uh, a lot of issue number ones from back in the day, but back then, you had like the single timeline. Forward momentum, almost like a soap opera. In mm-hmm. fact, I had an a, a, a issue of Superman where they kind of discuss how it was, it's called superhero time. It's like uh, soap opera time where, you know, you have your Christmas episode because it's December. And then you have your Valentine's Day episode, which in real time is two months later. But in the show time, it's only like three hours later. Yeah. And yeah. so they actually try to say that superhero and comic book time has worked the same way. Um, but... Flash forward like Crisis on Infinite Earths, where DC's like, you know what, we got too much, we just got to wipe it all out. So I bought all of those, and because they got rid of like literal world, they got rid of Uncle Sam. There was actually a superhero team that included literally oh, Uncle Sam. <laughs> well, so, and so they wiped him out, gone forever. I sobbed like a girl when Barry Allen died, and all these things. Spoilers. Yeah, right. Well, well I, I think the every, first time I think everyone's died. Like all, but famous. no, this no, this was he dead, dead. Because that's this is where the people that die aren't coming back, and for years that was the case. They killed Supergirl, they killed the Flash, and then I bought the the miniseries of the new Superman. Mm-hmm. You know when they kind of, and then I that's when I kind of got out of the comic books thing, and now I'm seeing there's universes I've never heard of before that they redid. They had to do it again. They got the new Fifty Two and this and that, and much like the movies, my biggest grouse about the movies, Chaz, mm-hmm. is. What the hell universe are we in? We got two Batman movie or two Batman coming up, Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Uh, uh, who, who's who? Why are you bothered by that? Like, who cares? Because there's no continuity in it. In the yeah. old days, as I, mean, I was just saying, someone gets an idea. Hey, we're gonna introduce this character, and there's, there's two Barry Allens. There's a TV Flash, and there's a movie Flash, and they actually met. Yeah. So yeah. What, well, what's your e- issue? Even the CW did a Crisis on Infinite Earths so, kind of thing. They brought back Tom Welling. For yeah. a Superman and, and See, well, like, you have a lot of a lot of people who I mean continuity continuity has to be there and has you know um, that's why they they developed the multiverse for both where it's like well this is the Superman from Planet you know six well that's what we were talking about the new Batman trailer the guy the producer's like oh this is New Earth Batman yeah so, so I mean um, and it's funny because they came out and said the Justice League with Ben Ben Affleck that's like not continuity or whatever so he, but how are we to know that it's like yo yo which Joker are we yeah, going for now you you have no idea. It's just, I guess, it's just imprinted. Like everything that comes out, it could be from a different Earth. Like the Batman, Rob Pattinson, that's Batman Year Two. It's the second year as Batman, so yeah. he's just a young cat. So I they could have, they could have put that out and said, "Well, this has been Affleck when he was younger, or Michael Keaton, or Adam no. West, or." Well, I mean, Ben Affleck sucks. So, but see, back in the day, <laughs> I'm I, glad I don't know if they that. still do it, but back in the in the '70s, I remember Marvel would bring out a comic book called What If. Oh yeah, I love What If. And. It would be, you know, what if Flash Thompson got bitten by the spider instead of Peter Parker? Yeah. So that was their multiverse. Uh, that was their response, I think, to DC's multiverse. But was. that was the thing that it wasn't. These were kind of a literally a what if, not yeah. like it's, this is an alternate reality. Right. Well, I think because the comics go and the, I like the tangent world of comics. It's like you kind of find what you like. And you, those are, that's my favorite version of X-Men. There's like 30,000 versions of X-Men. And like you stick with what you like. There is no X Men without Nightcrawler. And I think that's where the big money people like Marvel, they really figured out they can dumb down their storylines to where when they make their movies for kids, it's just generic. To me, all the Marvel movies have very 
like very generic. They don't they don't take risks. They don't do stuff. Well, it's like, I, I feel that they rely on, and I think rightfully so. The Marvel universe is more based in reality in the sense that it's New York, it's Los Angeles. You know, DC's got Gotham, Central City, and Metro- Gotham, yeah. and Metropolis, and Keystone and, and Kitty, Londinium, which is hilarious. I mean, like, really? yeah. but see, I, so it puts up that that shield that that kind of screen where you know you can picture Avengers Mansion and I or. Just, I mean, you I know, don't. Sanctum Sanctorum is on. I dig DC Leaker so much Street. more than Marvel. I don't know why. I think it's just because growing up, I loved DC until I found the X Men, and then it was I was X Men all the way. I like the Marvel right now. I like the Marvel movies, obviously better than what they're doing. I have no idea what they're doing. Uh, they're they're doing so many crossovers in the comics right now. It's ridiculous. DC, their storylines, their Black Label is crazy awesome. Yeah, like and they, they, they I, I wouldn't know where to start. I would need someone like you to. They kind don't of need. Walk they me what they need it. to do is fire Zack Snyder. Don't ever let him touch another comic book movie. <laughs> and then they, you got to get like I was telling him what, what they, is this what Snyder should, cut? Who cares? No, uh, I mean literally, I don't know what it is. I think all it is just it was his. Is this like vision. the Donner cut of his, Superman? I think 2? his son died during production. Yeah, yeah. So Josh Whedon came in took and took over, but he he reads it. So they're only the Justice League that we we saw is only ten percent of what uh, Zack Snyder uh, was doing. So he's coming in to to show his version of the film. Where it, one, it makes more sense. Footage already shot. I swear. No, they're, they're doing reshoots. If they it's got just, everybody back for reshoots. Oh, wow. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, everybody it, came back for reshoots. If it's just Cyborg talking to his dad for 20 minutes, I'm going to be like, I'm going <laughs> to well, No, no, no. So they, they introduced, like, Dark Sides in it, which was Good, supposed to finally. be the new big bad. Um, uh, Barry Allen meets uh, his wife. He actually saves her. I mean, a whole bunch of this stuff is in... Um, um, okay, I just trailer. figured it was kind of like the Donner version of Superman 2, which I love. Oh, right, right. Um, well, I mean... It, which they, they, some guy found the old footage, because most of it had been shot. In fact, if you, I've got the screenplays of the original Superman, Superman 2, and it was supposed to be a cliffhanger, and go right in the next one, and about three-quarters of the way, too, they told Donner, no, we got to release this separately, give it a hard we need ending. money. Yeah, yeah, and so because the original turning the earth backwards wasn't supposed to happen until the end of two. Well, that's what's so amazing to me with certain directors today. Like Christopher Nolan has, to me, a hundred percent control of his movies. Besides, right now, I bet he's really pissed because t- tenants like you, you can think somewhat uh, released somewhere where coronavirus. Yeah. He's like, man, I want to make money. No, but uh, you can thank George Lucas for that. He actually was the first one to willingly quit the Directors Guild of America because when he wanted the opening crawl for Star Wars. Directors Guild guidelines said you had to have directed by in the opening credits. He said, I don't want that. Yeah. And that's weird. So he left the Directors Guild and said, I don't need you to make what, this film. I wonder, like, if, if I was in charge over there at DC, I would get the team who did the animated series of Batman and give them a go uh, at making, like, doing a movie. I'd give them a go. Yeah, Paul Dini. Paul Dini, one of the creators of that, uh, writers for that, he's, uh, he's doing some stuff. I think he's working on the new Batman Beyond movie. Because those guys get it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, Zack Snyder just doesn't get it. You got to be a fan. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to be. That's why, and I'm going to take flag for this. I loved when J.J. Abrams took over both Star Trek and Star Wars because he got it. No, he didn't get it. He did. He did not get it. He did. <laughs> he, he he ruined Star Trek. How? <laughs> he made it mainstream. Like he didn't do anything. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> make it popular. No. Oh my gosh! No, you know what you get when you make it popular? You get the new Star Trek you TV sell it to stuff, which sucks. <laughs> No, but see, no, see, because that goes back to the 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 new Picards and I mean, the discoveries I, and stuff. I did like the third Star Trek movie because it actually did ex- exploration stuff. Like the first two are like basically they just redid the first movie. Like 
to me, wasn't cha- like challenging at all. Well, I, I mean, after Star Trek Four, they all just they're pale comparisons. That, that was the epitome of Star Trek. Man, when I was a kid, I was like, I want to like Star Trek. So I, w- I rented the movie. I don't know which one it was. And was I'm it watching the whale it, one? and they're like, probably the whale one. I, well, they're coming down. They're wa- looking at the new Enterprise, and it was like a 20 minute scene of just a camera angle of the new Enterprise. I'm, I fell asleep, and I was like, I'm done with Star Trek, man. I'm done. Yeah, no, sounds like JJ Abrams. <laughs> yeah, no, that that Some scene lens, was so long. Lens, effect, lens flares here and there. Hey, did you know that everything reflects everything in his movies? Like, dude. Lens but flares. It's, it's flash. You know what I'm talking style. about? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I, uh, yes, I okay, mostly. Because we'll actually do it on the show. If a reference lens. comes up, we'll throw a lens flare in there. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a yeah. little nod to, yeah. Well, I mean, like, because that that's what surprises me about mainstream comic book stuff. Like, the fact that Christopher Nolan, to me, didn't seem like he knew anything about Batman, but he just knew how to make a cool movie. And so, I mean, like, because those Batman movies are a lot of fun, but... The, do you really get Batman from him? Could you just put like a, anyone in in the the suit in a sense? Probably. I think you could. Say, I mean, with the new trailer with uh, Pattinson, I was like, no, he is not my Batman. Never. And he then, looked good. Oh, and then Fandom came up, and of course, that's the last thing that they showed was the trailer. And when it popped off, I was like, oh man, oh, this do an apology because I, it looks awesome. I'm on the fence. I saw it yesterday, and I've always been, you know. Darth Vader never says yippee. Vampires don't glitter. You know, there's certain things in the universe. <laughs> right. And people are like, well, he's done other stuff too. He's like, yeah, they're all crap. So that, um, th- that's one thing when they're like, he is done. He's such a great actor. He's done. And I'm like, what? Tell me. Well, he's done. This he's done a lot. Of I've indie. never heard he's of it. He's done so. a lot of indie stuff. Yeah. But this trailer came out, and I, I'm like Fox Mulder. I want to believe. I want to believe this is going to be a good movie based on this trailer. So I'm kind of withholding my my, because I felt the same way when Keaton was announced as. Batman in the 80s. But yeah, you got Mr. Mom. <laughs> yeah, that, we knew him for Gung Ho, a comedy based on Detroit auto workers and Mr. Mom, and and we didn't get it. And so especially the first trailer when they didn't uh, redo his voice, it says, who are you? I'm Batman. And we all laughed. It's like, oh, God, this is going to be horrible. But then when the film came out, we lined up, and it, we were just... I was alive for the original Star Wars premiere, and I was alive for that. And both of those were just like none other. It totally hooked us. Oh, like Batmania. none other. I, I, lo- I like the 89 Batman. I really dig it. Well, I figured it was the best at showing his, I don't want to get too deep diving here, his fractured psyche. That, you know, they show him as, everyone, you know, Nolan's Batman is angry. Yeah. Where is he? You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's pretty good. What? Worked for me with Michael Keaton. What sealed it for me was in the second movie where he's in his Batmobile by himself, cruising the streets late at night. No one around. No one can listen in. And he's talking with Alfred on his little TV screen there. And he's still using his Batman voice because he's in the cowl. Right. You know, and it's like literally when I'm Bruce Wayne, I'm this bumbling idiot. But when I, it's like Batman wasn't his role. He actually would be a split personality. You know, it's weird because I I was talking, I had a a similar conversation with someone. Um, We, uh, Rocket Queen did uh, some stuff with Saliva here recently. And somebody asked, are you excited? Are you ready? And I'm like, it's weird because I'm in nerd mode. Like when I'm at the shop, I'm all about, hey, talk to me about Batman and this, that, and the other. And then we did our last rehearsal in the studio and I start to feel this change where you have to get in like rock and roll. You got to get your rock and roll persona. And when you get up on stage, you put on your show and your rock and roll chaz or whatever. When you're at the merch booth, 
they're asking you for all these music questions and you have to prepare for that. Because when they come up to the merch table, you're like, hey, guess what? I'm Batman. And they're like, we don't care. Put on your eyeliner and shut up, you know? <laughs> but uh, so I could totally understand as to why he did that. Because I guess when you have, even when I am Batman at the Adventure Begins, when we do the, all these event, events, when I put on that suit, your personality just changes. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't go around going, hey, guys, how are you? Like, welcome to the shop. Like, all of a sudden, like, I'm Batman. Like, it's it's so it's so weird. So, yeah, it definitely messes with you. And then well, I have an earpiece where I listen to Bananarama the entire time. And well, I'm that's in the enough to suit. make anyone want to be <laughs> Well, you just gotta, you gotta merge the two, man. You gotta be Banana like, Batman? you gotta be Lobo. Banana Batman? Batman? <laughs> yeah, Banana you, you gotta Batman. be Lobo on stage. Oh, Lobo would actually be pretty good. Uh, he's a bulk he's, up, man. He's rock and roll, dude. He oh, is pretty rock. Okay, so Brett's thrown on a challenge. He says Kevin Conroy is the only Batman. Okay, uh, response? Nah. Rebuttal? I mean, I dig it. I think he does a great job. No, he does the voice, right? Yeah, he did. yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, because I know he was. I, I saw wonder how much he gets paid now. Because he's like he's basically like Mark Hamill Joker. So it's like you can't do Batman without Kevin Conroy. Like, yeah, when I read the books, I hear Conroy. Yeah. Every single time. Well, I, I saw him in that episode Hamill. of Crisis on Infinite Earths. When, when one he of played the... evil Batman? Oh, he was older, yeah. So. Yeah, he was like he was like Mr. D Batman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gets my drift. It wasn't cool. Well, I mean, because I, I think he did the voice for, I think, a Frank Miller version, I think. No, no Peter Weller did the voice for Batman from Year one. Uh, 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 Dark Knight Returns. Okay. Because I remember Which watching, amazing. I remember God, watching I one, one with Kevin Conroy, and it wasn't the same style. So it was really off-putting for me. I was like... Uh, it could have been the killing joke. Yeah, it might yeah, have been. That may have been it. That, that sucked, yeah. too. Man. Yeah. <laughs> the so, book is so much better. So, so, well, no, it's who just is like, your bad... There we go. Instead I'm just of, wondering, so, like, who's in charge over there sometimes? Well, like, so why Brett do this? says Kevin Conroy is the only Batman. Who is... If you had to have the only Batman, if Crisis really happened, there's only one left. There's only one Batman left. I would uh -huh. do the animated series. Totally. Right on. Because it, it has like all these new characters in it. They got introduced like Harley Quinn, the Iceman, the new Iceman story. Or, uh, so Batman Mr. is nobody Freeze. without Mr. these story. other people. What? So Batman is nobody without these other people oh, yeah. propping him up. Is that what you're well, saying? Well, I'm just saying that, that if I had to consume content that's only one version of Batman. No, I'm that. saying who embodies Batman? Oh. You know, who is the Batman for you? With me, it'll be Keaton forever and always. No. Yeah. I think it's probably Keaton for me, but he has to be driving the 66 car. Yeah. When I, think I can see that. The 66 car is one of my all-time... Did they kind of hint at that in the new trailer? Well, yeah, it's going it back. It's like it, a GTO. Yeah, it looked like a Charger, to... yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they even have it on the Crisis where... Uh, no, no, they didn't. They had the 89 Batman, the Crisis. People need to check out that trailer, by the way. Look up The Batman, the new oh, one. It's it so looks good. good. It looks fun. I do, who... Uh, I did not recognize... Uh, Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Oh, I did didn't either. not recognize him. And that was and another thing where they were like, hey, he's going to play the Penguin. I'm like, why? Why? This? Who was casting this movie? Like, I wanted to go kick people in the shins. Yeah. And, but when I, when I saw the trailer, totally forgot that he was playing it. And then I watched it again. I'm like, who is this guy? Google it. And I'm like, no way, dude. Like, he looks like Colin yeah. Pot. Because like, it's, it's so it looks good. good. And who's playing Gordon? I forgot who it was. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, who's also That's gonna be good. been the Felix Leiter in the new Because I did not like who, James Bond movies. who they casted in Justice League. It was the guy who. Was, oh, J.K. Simmons. Like, uh, he's good, but not as. See, J.K. Simmons. No, he's, he's J. Jonah he's Jameson. He's J. Jonah yeah. Jameson. So that's what I'm. When yeah. they do these crossovers, I'm like, man, you got to think about. Especially when, um, I mean, well, I mean, he's back as Jay Jonah. It was just so such an iconic character. 
where you know back in the day they were like if you're playing this character then you can't play this one because people will associate right. you with said character yeah. and they, that's exactly what they did every time i saw it threw I just, me off Listen, Batman, you menace. Like, that's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, because I watched the I watched Justice League a week ago just to, like, refresh so when the Snyder Cut comes out, yeah. I can kind of compare the two. And it just threw me off. And I was like, all right, well, this movie sucks. And One thing I did like about the, um, so the Snyder Cut's going to be four uh, hour shows. Yeah, one hour. Shows, one, yeah. hour. one thing I really thought was really cool was, uh, I forget who was the, the villain in that, the big uh, silver guy. It was... Um, Anyway. You mean Steppenwolf? Steppenwolf, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So oh, in the okay. movie, he looks so unfinished. Like, it yeah. wasn't ready yet. I mean, he just looked like he wasn't rendered. But in the new trailer, he looks sharp. So they definitely did some uh, oh, beefing up on their CG jazz. May be worth watching. Yeah. So, yeah, Keaton in the 66 Batmobile. Matter of fact, uh, when we got signed and got my first big check, the first thing I did was look up on how, how much, much of Batmobile, because that's what I wanted. I was like, dude, I, I could have bought it, oh, but man. I was like, where am I going to put it? I was living in an apartment, never home because we were touring. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, because <laughs> those things are so much. That's one thing I love about like growing up in comics. Like My favorite comic book was Spider-Man because I like photography and oh. Peter Parker liked photography. And I was like, so everything I would do, I would get Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, he never actually took the photos. He just set the time. Yeah. Down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, so I was zero skill. But that, that's one thing I love about that world is, is the collectible side of everything. Mm-hmm. And I never really collected stuff to sell. It was like, I'm really looking for this version of XYZ because I really like that or right. something. Because one of my big ones was searching for the cells of the animation show. Like, because you, you mm. could find them. <laughs> right and, on. like, those are, that was cool because I was like, I want this version. I want this specific scene. I want yeah. that. And, like, that's what I would search for. Right. But those, like, that to me is like a collectible kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I, I bought a cell from Little Mermaid for my daughter when I yeah. was at Disney World, and that was oh, like, I was a god that day. Oh, of course. Uh, we do, uh, for The Adventure Begins, uh, every Thursday, I do uh, a show drops called Zoinks. It's a mystery unboxing. <laughs> and uh, Zoinks scoop. But um, we it. do, like, I'll have some sponsorships, just throw stuff. I'm like, hey, you feature my stuff on your, uh, on your show. We have one called Animation Legends. Okay. And the first set of cells that they sent over were from the Masters of the Universe, which is cool. Oh, wow. It's like five. And there were some background pieces, but there was like an Orko and a, and a He-Man. And then we got some from like the Street Fighter and like Super Friends was it, were, was in there. Uh, I'll have to ask yeah. about Spider-Man for you. Well, it was, it was Spider-Man and Batman, like those two things, like that was that was my jam. Yeah. And I never dressed up or anything like that, but it was just like... I had I had several dolls, several different versions of Spider-Man. You mean action figures? Action figures. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Girls play with dolls. So... Every now and then, I like to, uh, you know, if there's an expert on, I like to put them to their paces here. Now, I know you're more the comics than the collectibles oh, guy. Oh, Lord. But can you tell me how He-Man came to be in existence? What foobar happened that gave birth to He-Man? You're talking about, like, the creation the of... Creation the creation of He-Man. Okay. Oh, it was supposed to be uh, Conan at first. That's right. He got it. Oh. When it they was... were doing Schwarzenegger's Conan, oh, okay. Hasbro or Mattel, I can't remember which one, came out with a whole bunch of... Conan, you know, action went, figures. Then they went rated R. And then they, they saw the witch sex scene. They're like, we can't sell these toys. And someone said, put a, let's put a blonde wig on them and sell, you know, make up this. And that's how yeah. He-Man and came that's to that's how He-Man happened. Can you imagine that guy at the, like, the production line going, we're supposed to do all these dolls. <laughs> oh, well, my, my, my neighbor over here has a bunch of blonde heads. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and you haven't lived until you've seen that, I think it's a Danish commercial where He-Man, is, uh, He-Man and Skeletor are redoing the dance from... Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The, 
baby no puts a dirty dancing oh yeah, yeah i think i've seen oh that. my god it's one of the funniest things yeah, one of the biggest things right now uh, as far as memes go they said you know uh, name your top five favorite covers of all time and it's the uh he-man four non-blondes cover is like number one all over the place if you're what's going on <laughs> with he-man have you seen this no do yourself a favor you two four non-blondes masters of the universe it's gonna pop up and it's prince adam for the most part just seeing what's going on it's the full video it's so great yeah. Well, I mean, that, that, we always so Sean and I always talk about it's like a great time to be a comic book fan because mm -hmm. people are just throwing money at it, and you get really cool stuff. Like recently, I discovered inadvertently Doom Patrol and oh, yeah. the TV show, and I was like, I really like this. Mm -hmm. Like, why did no one ever tell me about this? Because it's so well done, mm -hmm. and it's a mature theme. I like that kind of stuff, and uh, that's one thing. What are you looking forward to? Because DC Fandom was on Saturday. They yeah. made. They made the major movie announcements. I think they're going to do the TV and stuff later next month. Mm -hmm. What DC's doing? Uh, do you, what would you say? What are you looking forward to the most in the comic book world? As uh, far as like movies go, anything like a, a new comic version or you know. Um, one thing I'm really excited about is DC's new Three Jokers. It's exploring. You know, there's just not one Joker. There's actually three that Batman's fighting. Which has been like kind of a rumor going through. So you, is this a movie thing or is this, this a comic? This is a comic book thing. It's only oh, going to be a three-issue wow. series. And um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I read Spider-Man quite a bit. He's he's my favorite. He's been my favorite since I was a kid. He yeah. really doesn't have anything coming up. But the biggest thing I'm looking forward to right now is the three Jokers for sure. As far as movies and things, uh, obviously the Batman. The new Suicide Squad game looks amazing. If you play the well, uh, the old Arkham games. Well, like, is that actually, oh, I played the Arkham that, games. What's funny is those. when I was watching the, the uh, what they call the Knights Arkham. or um, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Yeah. The, they did another game. And I was like, is Rocksteady making that one? And, it said, and they weren't. And I was like, this game's going to suck then. Yeah. And then Suicide Squad came out by Rocksteady. And I was yeah. like, this one's probably going to be ten times better. Oh, it's, I mean, it look, I mean, the difference looked... It, 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 with the Gotham Knights, they showed like a little preview of you know uh, of the game, obviously, and uh, from the alpha version, it and it just looks stale and just it's like man, I mean, you can't have a Batman game without Batman. I mean, no, understanding. My two consoles are well, Xbox the, 360 and then Arkham Wii City. in the bedroom, so I've got all the Arkham ones for the 360. Arkham but the Knight new ones ended that get. way though. The game, the last Rocksteady game, yeah. ended like Batman was gone. Yeah, that's true. So. But, I mean, it's just kind of funny to me that you have a winning combination with this developer who makes fantastic games, mm -hmm. and you don't have them be, like, the sole ownership of all the Batman games. Right. Because the, the, the Gotham Knights looks cool concept. Yeah. But it's not made by them, so the gameplay is not going to be as tight. Exactly. But hey, it, looked, it looked a little rigid to me. Yeah. But as soon as Suicide Squad That's dropped, just... I was like, dude, I'm All right, in. so I want to ask you this. I have big beef with this. Uh-oh. Why do you think they're trying to make Harley Quinn a good person? Man, I don't know. I mean, she started out pretty evil, um, but I mean, because I she's, she's ironically slash perversely becoming a female role model, and so much like Lucas wanted to have. I would not oh, want my daughter. Han can't shoot of, first. Same I, basic thing. They yeah, actually, that's that's yeah, that's very true. I could totally see that where they're putting her in, like in the DC Supergirls episodes. Um, Obviously, don't let your kids watch the DC Harley Quinn movie uh, TV show that's out right now. It's phenomenal. It's very well it's, written. It's mature. Oh, it's way mature. Well, same thing with Doom Patrol. And I was like, I guess, I guess they just don't advertise it because they don't want to get the flack. Well, being... Doom Patrol was kind of like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for me. When they announced that they're coming out with Guardians of the Galaxy, knowing who they were, I'm like, why? Why would you do this? But it's, it's different than... Um, 
the characters seem different from the comics or yeah. whatever. They took the bases, but they just made them awesome and lovable mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I was like, Guardians of the Galaxy. This is, I'll never say that about another franchise again. Um, well, I mean, like, because I watched uh, Birds of Prey, the new, the newer one with Harley Quinn. They rebranded or whatever. Yeah. And I was extremely disappointed with it yep. because I didn't feel like they knew where they were going. Yep. And the Birds of Prey in it are only in it for, like, Two 20 seconds. minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like... I don't get this. Why are they trying to do this? Mm -hmm. Like, is it some guy go, I like Margot Robbie a lot, so make sure she's in it the whole time? And it seems as though they're trying to push her because with DC it's just falling all over the place as far as uh, uh, movie, movie wise. Well, well, yeah, well you, yeah, on their flagship stuff, movie, they're doing horrible, but everything yeah. else, they're rocking They're rocking it. So I guess maybe they need a face other than Gal Gadot. You need a face because Affleck was out, Cavill was out, you've got your. Batman, Superman, um, Aquaman doesn't seem. Jason Momoa doesn't seem to be wanting to do anything. He hasn't been only, participating. Shazam was the only one I saw out of like the most recent ones that seemed like they're having a good time making these movies. Yeah, and it was well done. Yeah, and because what's creeping me out about the Margot Robbie thing is like, for example, they used her likeness in the Suicide Squad game, but yep. they didn't use anyone and else's. Right, and they didn't even use her voice. And I'm like, hey, hey, I'm like, oh, yeah, because you know they're trying to. You know they're trying to do this, but I was like. This isn't working for me, guys. Like, no. it's a turn off, not a turn on. Like, I don't care. I don't care about this. Yeah. And that, having after watching Birds of Prey, I was like, they have no idea what's going on. Yeah, that one I was very disappointed. It, it just seemed like, um, like it was rushed. And just call it call it what it is. Just call it the Harley Quinn or Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. It's when that movie came out. Well, didn't they, they actually change it? To yeah, that they turned. Or yeah, they changed it like Harley Quinn's. Excellent adventure yeah, or something, something like that. Oh, right on. Yeah, because With the birds of prey. yeah, because at the same time they had just released DC the Black Label released Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, and then just like here's the Birds of Prey, and everybody knew it was going to be Harley Quinn uh, uh, fronted. Yeah. So it was like just just tell us it's a Harley Quinn movie, introduce the Birds of Prey, and then go for your Birds of well, Prey. Well, because what I was hoping they would do with the plot is Harley Quinn would end up being the villain. That's yeah. what I was hoping, and like the birds of prey have to take down Harley Quinn. Yeah. I was waiting for it because like the black mask didn't even wear his mask to like the last five minutes. Yeah. I'm like, come on, guys! Like you don't need to set it up again. Just do it. Like start from like yep. we already know. Yep, we already know, guys. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And but with I guess with Car uh, Harley being an anti-hero, a lovable anti-hero, um, punchline: Joker's new girlfriend is sick. If you guys are on the fence about punchline, she is brutal. Her very, I mean, her second full issue, she's just often main characters, and she does not give Well, see, that's what blows my mind about the Harley Quinn perspective. That should have been Harley Quinn. And I'm like, Harley Quinn's a mean, evil person. Why are you trying to tell me she's friendly? Yeah. Like, she, if you if you knew anything about the Joker, Joker's probably, like, one of the most serious villains because you just don't know what he's going to do, yeah. and he doesn't care. Yeah. And Harley Quinn goes right along well, with it. Well, she's walking Stockholm Syndrome, and that's the thing. It's, yeah, it's weird. You know, it's for role models. It's like with, uh, what's his name, Thomas Harris, who did Silence of the Lambs and, and that. In his book, he has, you know, Clarice Starling from, you know, Jodie Foster character. She actually goes crazy and becomes a new serial killer under I believe it. Hannibal. Yeah. Lecter and people were tripping out going that's so misogynistic you're, you know it shows that women can't and I feel like Harley Quinn's the same way mm -hmm. that there's like she'll never break up with the Joker because she's insane yeah she's, like she's insane Brent said she starts off as a victim but from there it she's no getting oh, out of no. it she, and she it does really irredeemable me. things well it reminds me what they're trying to do is Deadpool came out and they're like oh we've got this crazy character let's it, she seems very Deadpoolish. 
to me. Well, I, oh, yeah. I start a lot of aspects. I get that. Well, she just, I, she's not, just not a leading role. She to me, she's not a leading character. Like she's always something that adds to the story. She isn't the story. Yeah. And the Birds of Prey, they had content that could be the story. Oh, for sure. Because the Birds of Prey are like that was what blew my mind. I was like, you have finally have a good res- a good source material of strong female characters, mm-hmm. and then they give them the sidelines like the whole movie and i'm like yeah. it's so stupid like <laughs> blew my mind when they were doing that i was, yeah, like, I was very disappointed in that movie harley it's quinn like, has very oh, i'm sorry you, you go ahead no i'm just saying i was very disappointed yeah, in that movie. sucked well harley quinn has you know very few switches on her dial you know crazy with the baseball bat loving joker having flashes of humanity and that's it i mean well you have someone like deadpool who has 42 different settings and yeah, plus I mean, he, he, he can he can make plus a good movie ryan Reynolds, <laughs> yeah. plus ryan Reynolds. well that's one thing i was interested in the new suicide squad with james gunn he's directing it he directed uh the guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. movies and stuff so he's doing they're doing uh like 1970s i think suicide squad it's like set during that timeline i'm i'm not sh- i'm not sure with i haven't heard anything about that but have I you know seen the trailer the, and stuff i have seen the trailer yeah. it looks interesting like yeah. that my favorite thing is there you can tell it's it's going to be fun because they chose uh, superhero or villains that are so obscure, like Polka Dot Man. Like, come on, like Polka. Yeah, David Desmolchin. He's a he's a friend of mine, and he told me um, way before like the trailers come out. He was like, "Hey, I'm doing this thing," and we're like, "Yeah." He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be Polka Dot Man." I was like, "Shut up, dude!" So I was <laughs> like, "Get out of here!" Yeah, like, that's and then I saw the trailer. I was like, Poof. "I was hey, like, I, well, I mean, because that's what I like." Who can we afford? Well, no, not because it's like you make decisions, like creative decisions like that. To me, it tells me they're going to have fun. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. You, if you involve these superheroes that are just so crazy, mm-hmm. most average person like, what am I watching? But if they do it well, you're going to start liking Polka Dot Man. And oh, of course. I mean, it, yeah. I, I think they have watching their panel from DC Fandom was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I was never disinterested at one point in time. They just all had a good time and uh, embraced their characters, and they all seemed really excited about it. And if you can get excited about Polka Dot Man or uh, the Peacemaker, yeah. then if they can make me, and I haven't even seen it yet, the if they make me excited, I'm, dude, they've got my money all day long. <laughs> well, I mean, John Cena being, like, the way he described it was, he said, well, he said he's Captain America, but he said something like a, with a, like a lot better attitude or something because he just kills everybody. <laughs> yeah, there he was like a, a D-bag Captain America. Yeah, D-bag. So, that's, what he, that's uh, what he said. It was, no. it was so good. speaking of, of Marvel, I felt that... It sucks? No, <laughs> it's Endgame, you know, the Infinity War and Endgame. That was the too. culmination of years, and the stakes literally could not be any higher. So uh, there comes a point where you say, okay, end on a high note. But now they're coming up with next phase. How can they hope to keep up with the popularity of the previous? Well, that's whether. Well, I, as far as popularity, I, I'm not sure. But they're taking it off of Earth. It's uh, you know, yeah. it's it's Kang and it's into the quantum realm as well, where they're going to introduce um, Fantastic Four and the X Men. So I think they're just kind of moving it forward. They're going to okay. get away from the Avengers and look at the, all these other. Well, I mean, Spider Man. That the, they have a lot of opportunity with Spider Man. Yeah, he's just uh, the actor's be a good. Yeah, he's the actor's good. The characters are good. Uh, outside of him, like I, I want to see Falcon and uh, the TV show. Is oh, it Falcon with a Soldier? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that. I want that's to figure out what the hell WandaVision's be. about. It's like a '50s sitcom. Oh, with Vision and. The... Well, they have a whole bunch of different. I mean, if you watch the pilot for WandaVision, it's uh, going through all of these. It looks like a '50s sitcom. Then it looks like they're in the Brady House, and then. Um, they're going through all the 
the the theory all, is all that dreaming she, at the end. Yeah, well, the theory is that you know after in, she's so distraught about the loss of vision that all that's going on in her head. Oh, okay. I was just trying. I I heard about it and I saw some photos. I'm like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. And yeah. then she's like, there's a 90s version where she's actually wearing her original costume from oh, the yeah, Avengers. Oh, red thing? Because it's like Halloween. And I'm like, <laughs> that's great. So all those little Easter eggs I'm so excited about. Yeah. As to what they're going to do. Marvel's doing a great job as far as keeping me entertained. Yeah. Taking me out of this reality, keeping me entertained. And then when I leave, I'm like, it's 12 bucks. Let's, we'll, we'll let's, yeah, let's see what's next. Like, yeah. I'm ready. I'm like, ready. I, yeah. So I think uh, if they can take... So you didn't feel that they like shot their entire wad with... End game. No, I think I mean I think they ended that whole section very well, and I was pleased well, with what they did. But and I'm like, all right, let's see what's next. What I what I see them doing is they're diversifying where their platforms for that content because mm-hmm. in game those movies are all blockbuster movies, and they they didn't really do a lot of TV shows. They really didn't do anything besides those big movies. Right. And if you saw their plan, now they kind of like, hey, we're not going to do big movies anymore. We're going to do little things yeah. and really build the audience, mm-hmm. build the like the, the devotion with of big people. movies sprinkled in. Yes, yeah. and which I mean, I think they're they're going to have to fight for eyes when DC start, finally starts getting aggressive with their stuff, because DC really does like, in my opinion, they own the comic book world. Like they do such a great job. I was listening would to Brett says if Warner Brothers can learn to keep their fingers out of it, there's yeah. a chance. Like, would you say DC Comics are kind of like? They get the comic book people. Yeah, right now because yeah. their stories right now are just so awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're they're very well written. The Black Label, I go back to that again because it's more, uh, it's more adult. I mean, it's not like all mature or whatever, but it's something. It's totally different than what you're gonna read just off the rack. But yeah. the art is phenomenal. The stories are great, and if they take some of that and we see some of that on screen, and they just they just structure it correctly, I think DC can just kick some butt man well so yeah like they're i think they're lining up the only thing i'm disappointed was the rock being black adam like watching that teaser i was like this doesn't seem right like really well rock sounds funny to me they'll probably put a voice modulator you know what i'm talking about like it just i don't know if you saw it but it's Mm. like i was like this doesn't feel right because he's like he's the main villain to shazam yeah and so i was like trying to envision the rock Fighting Shazam, I'm like, I just don't. I just Little don't Levi get it. and like yeah. Big Rock. Like, yeah, yeah I'm like, I just don't know. I don't know. See, I need to watch Shazam. I kept away because it's like that. That's Chuck. That's good. I liked it. It was well done. I, but I hear it's a wonderful movie. But I, it actually had. I don't like, want to spend money a, on it. It actually had a good message to it. Yeah, I just yeah, can't wait was, for it to go on to streaming somewhere because I don't well, want to spend money. To me, the Marvel movies don't really have depth to them. And, like, they, they kind of do certain moments, but, like, to me, Shazam was a great example of, like, they had a good, like, a, a good family thing going on, and you right. kind of learned something from, yeah. you know. Oh, the Marvel family? Yeah. Well, no, uh, yeah. Right. I mean, like, it was good, and I was like, I really like this. Like, they're really teaching kids, like, this is how you need to love each other and respect See, each I other. See, I guess I, I mean, that, that's very true, and I guess maybe I should be more concerned about that since I have a kid and all, but... Uh... I, if I'm paying twelve bucks, take me out of this reality right here, yeah. and then uh, you know, if I could forget about it, and then I'm I'm walking out, then I'm good. Uh, so Shazam was yeah, it was it was a fun movie. I don't think it was as good as some of the Marvel stuff that I've seen. Oh no, but um, I, to me, they, they took a lot of risks that I liked. Yeah, and it was good. And then at the end, with the entire family becoming Shazams, I that was, was like, fun. that was a little. I don't know. To me, it was a little much. I'm like, I just want the one. But uh, as far as The Rock, I mean, every time I hear The Rock, I just think of him and, you know, WWE. Yeah, and it, did, it doesn't look... Hey, when he talks or when he yells, it just sounds like he's... Do you smell what Black Adam's in, cooking? Yeah. 
It just sounds like he's in the ring. Um, well, I, no, I think of uh, the Scorpion King when I saw the teaser for. Never seen the Scorpion well, King. It's oh, just God. like because it's he's doing a voiceover for Black Adam. I'm like the Scorpion King. This is what it is. He's like he's like they put me down. They enslaved my people. I'm like so are we watching Scorpion King. And now uh, he's got a cool suit. Yeah, it's it's stupid. Oh man, I'm not looking forward to that. But uh, well, we got to be wrapping up today's show uh, already. Yeah, man. It's been a cruel summer, man. I, I'm glad you guys have had me on. I yeah, well, thank you so much, and let people know uh, about the shop and the hours, and you know. Yeah, again, it's off of 1488 next to um, Taps, uh, closer on the 45 side, Marcel Shopping Center. We are open uh, uh, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. From we open at 11, but our nightly times differ. And uh, check out, you know, uh, the website. We'll have all the events. Check out the Tap Show, which is on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Roku. And uh, what else? Yeah, we got events coming up. We got a whole bunch of cool stuff. Uh, yeah. Giveaways. Oh, and I do every Wednesday night through uh, the Adventure Begins uh, Twitch. Where I do virtual trivia where you can play trivia with me at home for free. And then we give away uh, money onto – you win money onto your account for uh, trivia stuff. Journal knowledge, pop culture, movies, TV, nerd stuff. I'll take you on because I have life experience. Yeah, come on in, man. They also did camps over the summer. I mean, just you guys always got something going on in the community. Yeah, well, with the kids, yeah, we do a lot of consignment stuff. So if you're a local artist, hit us up. We'll put your stuff on the wall, put it on the shelf, like you know, like we've done with Corey. And also, um, we have an online shop, shop shop.theadventurebegins.tx.com. We sell everything sports cards, comics, games, man, everything. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready for something good. So let's go head over there. Well, I got to do our stuff today. Uh, I'll blow them off. Yeah. How uh, hard can it be to push buttons on a panel? True. <laughs> All right, guys. We got to be. Just, uh, can you close down? Ah, well, you've here. been listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. It's Monday. We'll be back on Wednesday with another guest. We don't think uh, we're going to be on Friday because we're very busy and important people. But make good life choices. Buy flood insurance. Register to vote. And uh, don't text and drive. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.